This week's episode brought to you by ZombieCo's Blood Zomthrombosis Testing Kits. Are you still walking upright and speaking English? This ad is for you. Everyone loves finding another survivor, but what about when you get into a scuffle with our dearly departed? Wouldn't it be nice to know when to put that gun to their head and when it's just a case of the sniffles? Well, wonder no more with ZombieCo's Blood Zomthrombosis Testing Kits. You might remember life before all the diabetics died when they would test their blood for glucon or glumbos or whatever that shit was that was wrong with them. Well, our blood zomthrombosis testing kits is basically the same as that, but it requires a sample from your eye because the eyes are the window to the soul and zombies have no soul. Zombie Code's blood zomthrombosis testing kits for when you absolutely have to be sure that putting down your significant other is the right thing to do. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Your panel of expert hosts each week are Dr. Bryce Hansen, who holds a, who holds a PhD in spookology, and Professor David Day, the foremost expert in scare no-nos. New theatrical releases always get priority, but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. I'm David Day. I'm Bryce Hansen. And boy, do we have a great episode for you guys today. I did not expect this. It's a, This may be a little bit out of left field, too, because I think we mentioned on a few different uh, media that this would be about The Lighthouse, which I was super excited for, but it's not. This is about uh, Zombieland Double Tap, the second Zombieland, which was a hoot. And... Um, it was a hoot and a half. A hoot and a half. Yeah. Um and the lighthouse came out a day after day after the zombie land. And so we saw this because it gave us the appropriate amount of time and we were going to do it anyway. Well, yeah, the lighthouse has the same release date as Zombie Land Double Tap and usually right. when they say it comes out on Friday, there's always a Thursday 7 o'clock yeah. showing. Not in the lighthouse's case. Not in the lighthouse's case. So I don't know if I was just blind or the user interface no, for no. Fandango is just bad or we they both changed saw it last second. No, we both saw it. Because we swore that it was showing at, yeah. at the theater that we can go to, but it's not. So we'll we'll review that next week. So, yeah. So look out for the lighthouse next week. Um, before we get into the show... Check us out at our website, www.horrormovietalk.com. From there, you got links to all our social media, all of our blogs. We have a new blog coming to you this week. I'm so excited because Keith has um, has done another blog. This is, I think, his 10 favorite flavors of zombies. So pretty, pretty, it's pretty know, apropos for apropos. zombie land double tap. And, and Keith's blogs are huge <laughs> like they're they're dissertations they're comprehensive yeah the, he he does a great job so uh be on the lookout for that this week uh we post new episodes every wednesday so make sure to subscribe and of course we get we're really trying to work on those itunes ratings so just go through there head on to itunes click five star four star i'll even accept three star just click some stars and yeah, uh, i have been noticing that people have been taking the uh, call to action seriously. They we've, sure have. We've improved our uh, ratings again. Our goal is to get to 200 ratings um, by our two year mark, which is we're gonna be on Rotten Tomatoes, people. Yeah. It's gonna happen. So just deal with it and and rate us, please. Um, 
So with that, let's get into the show. Today, we'll, as I said, we will be talking about Zombieland Double Tap. We'll start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being a miserable dredge where it makes you angry you had to sit through it, 5 being a totally average film that hits all the expected marks, and 10 being a movie that is so good that it transcends genre boundaries. Good job. And, uh, and it should win an award, but it won't because it's a horror movie. After that, after we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. And later in this episode, we will be doing a beloved fan favorite game, a special edition of Kill Count. Yes, this special edition of Kill Count pits. Now, so you better stick around for it. Pits movie uh, bat villains against each other to see who has the highest kill count across their respective franchises oh wow yeah yeah so stay tuned for that right now let's get into zombie land double tap we uh we like like we have already mentioned we saw double tap in theaters and i was overcome with a fabulous time this franchise understands its audience and its niche and really ends up feeling like an excuse for famous actors to get together and have a blast making a movie yeah uh, which, as it turns out, means that's just kind of a good time for everyone. Right. So with that, let's get into the trailer. Sorry, just you in that chair. I think I would have made a damn fine president. You would have brought a real dignity to the office. You're welcome, America. Welcome to Zombieland. Life is about more than just survival. We were a family. Dysfunctional, sure, but what family isn't? Merry Christmas! What would you like, little girl? I'd really like for you to stop calling me little girl. But do you know what I would like? I don't give a shit what you do. It felt so good to be on the move again. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Hi, I'm Columbus. Madison. This is Tallahassee. Hey, Paul Blart. Is this your dad? Oh, whoopsie. I forgot the seatbelt rule. Oh, so she knows the rules? I told her just a few of them. 73, and are there more? You're cute. I like it. My sister is gone. She picked up a boy. He's from Berkeley. Berkeley. You don't have weed, do you? <laughs> do I look like the type of person that would have weed? I'm sorry. Boom. Yeah. I have nothing against hippies. I just want to beat the shit out of them. We're going to go get her. We ride it, dog. Start talking. You first. Oh, my name's Tallahassee. Okay, is it me, or does, does he kind of remind you of... I don't, I don't like you. At all. I think you double parked. <laughs> or more perpendicular parked. Hope we don't get a ticket. What is going on here? What? Hello, everyone. Am I hallucinating? 
So, if you have seen the official trailer of Zombieland Double Tap... Pretty much seen most of the movie. You've seen literally all the parts of the... This is what I fucking hate about trailers and why I will never watch them. Is because... I mean, th- this is not a complex movie, first of all. It's no. a fun movie. It's a. I had a great time. I loved it. But it is not complex. And they literally, beat by beat, that's the whole movie. Well, not, not yeah, that I not, mean, not like you're spoiling anything in Zombieland Double Tap. Right. I mean, there's some stuff that you would assume is a larger part of the plot that's just <laughs> like a, a pit stop. Yeah. So this the, movie's a pit stop. Yeah, the whole... <laughs> that's true. Yeah. The whole Luke Wilson and Thomas Middleditch cameo. Yeah. That felt like that was going to be a significant part of the movie in the trailer, and, and it's really just a pit stop. Yeah. Yeah. The, well, like I said, there there's really not a lot to this movie if, right. if you're gonna if you're gonna dissect it like we will you're gonna come to a cul-de-sac very quickly right. <laughs> so zombie lamb like i said uh zombie tap uh, zombie tap zombie tap double land <laughs> double land <laughs> isn't a very deep movie that requires much in the way of explanation or critical analysis it's just a fun time our lovable characters from the first movie are back living their lives in zombie land and kicking ass the controversy in this story starts with Columbus, played by Jesse Eisenberg, proposing to Wichita, played by the gorgeous Emma Stone, which creates a rift in their relationship due to Wichita's inability to be close to basically anyone. She and Little Rock leave the family with only a note to explain their departure, and Tallahassee, played by uh, Woody Harrelson, and uh, and Columbus are floored. They, uh, they're very upset by this. Mm-hmm. While on the run, Wichita and Little Rock, played by Abigail Breslin, you may remember her as the little girl from um, Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah. Uh, who is now in her early 20s, which is fucking weird to think of, um, but but there it is. The youngest of this, uh, so uh, her, L- Little Rock, uh, is the youngest of this adoptive family, and she decides that post-pubescence is pointless without a cute boy to bang, so she leaves the safety of her, fam- of her family, she l- leaves even Wichita, and ventures into zombie land with a cute boy from Ber- Berkeley called, you guessed it, Berkeley. Can you believe that Zombieland came out a decade ago? I can't. No, it's... That's a long time ago. That's a long time ago. It's like that's a like third of my life. If we, <laughs> uh, if I'm being very generous to myself, if we, I always measure it against public school, like you'd be a you'd be a sophomore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That's, yeah. <laughs> uh, so. So the gang decides that they have to go after her and rescue her from this hippie. Um, life that she's i don't know deciding to go on uh and this is the basis for most of the movie they're trying to find little rock yeah the plot has very (laughs) little to do with the actual film it is a fun movie that that's the number one priority for these films oh yeah and this is like one of those where if you call it a film it's it's kind of pretentious (laughs) this is a movie yeah and for for these movies priority number one is fun and gimmicks. Yeah. And, and and like set set pieces. Yeah, set pieces. Yeah. Yeah. And so everything in this movie is kind of stringed together set pieces and funny ideas 
and the plot and interpersonal relationships are secondary. They're at times it's convincing, at times it works, but for the most part it's like, okay, we're just getting everyone into a certain situation in which we can have interesting things happen. I was trying to boil down this movie into uh, a nice metaphor, uh, and I, and there's a couple that I have, but uh, I think the I think the most uh, the most effective one is um, hearken it to a party. Right? There's a lot of different kinds of parties. This is Animal House party. You know, you're you're you're. You're excited to go because you know a bunch of wild, wacky shit's going to happen, and uh, you get there, and it's just a it's just a roller coaster ride from beginning to end. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It's just a kind of a drunken stupor, and uh, but boy, you know you had a good time, and you can't wait for the next one. So yeah. that's kind of what I, I will hearken this to. There are some great cameos and new characters who add quite a bit in the way of entertainment, like the stunning and hilarious Madison, played by Zoe. Douche. <laughs> I'm going to say Deutsch. Deutsch. And the strangely Woody Harrelson-esque Albuquerque, played by Luke Wilson, who I haven't seen in anything since 310 to Yuma, which was also about 10 years ago. Zombieland Double Tap is easy to watch and is great at what it tries to be, which is fun, funny, and over-the-top action with a little bit of sex thrown in. It's got great writing, the dialogue in particular is spot on, and the jokes are top tier. If you like guns, the use of guns, explosions, laughing, sex, and witty banter, you'll have a blast, especially in the theater. The world that they build is also convincingly zombie-like, so there's that. Yeah, the sex part is not a very big part of it. It's it's no. It's a very I mean this movie should be PG-13. There's no real reason why it There's needs tremendous to be amounts of gore. I mean, lots of big he- explosiony headshots and yeah, but violence and and lots of cursing. Yeah, I guess. But, you know, it's definitely it's definitely a couple shots of tequila. This is not a uh uh, a, a glass of wine. Yeah. Uh, I had a fun time with all the theoretical stuff that you dream about if you constantly dream about zombie hellscapes. Um, want to live in the White House? Yeah, we can do that in this movie. Cool. Uh, want to propose with the Hope Diamond as your ring? Yeah, we can do that too. Want to shoot first and ask questions later? Neat. Double Tap may not be the most artistic or scary movie this year. In fact, it's not scary at all. It's barely got any scares. But it is tons of fun. Yeah. The the premise of this movie, I don't remember them doing that much of that type of thing in the first movie, like the going to the White House or like the gimmicks of post-apocalyptic, right. uh, let's go explore the empty world kind of thing. And there was a re- few. There's like the carnival and... Um, and of course, they had the rules, which was a kind of a gimmick. Well, yeah, that's a gimmick. But I'm talking about the them, the world exploring, like the set pieces, yeah. the, the world exploring. I think like the carnival was mostly just kind of where they ended up. Yeah, I don't think that it was a destination. It's no kind of where they went, or they used it as a. I should probably should have watched Zombieland before this, but I, I, I kind of remember them using it as a lure for the zombies. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what it was. But this, how they used some of the set pieces and the the impetus of the plot was 
hey, let's go to the White House, and then, hey, let's go to Graceland, yeah. and then, hey, let's, okay, yeah, I guess we should find this person that's lost, kind of. <laughs> and so it reminds me a lot of the TV show, Um, what's that TV show called? It's like The Last Man in the World. It's with um, the SNL guy. <laughs> this is going well. You know what? Have you never watched that show? I don't know. I don't know what the show is. All right. Just a second. Give me a second. Reminds me a lot of The Last Man on Earth with Will Forte, that TV show. Have not Man, seen if it. you have never seen that, it is a great show. It's it's all of that stuff yeah. of what would you do if you were a bachelor and didn't give a fuck and you're living in a post-apocalyptic world this where is, you're the only person. This is a recurring dream for me. It's so... I mean, they they take it to just really funny levels. So, (laughs) just to give you a taste, all the plumbing doesn't work anymore. Sure. Right? Yeah. So, his solution to going to the bathroom is just cutting a hole in a diving board in a pool (laughs) and just defecating in this full swimming pool. Yeah. Woo! Ew, that's so gross. Like, at first I was like, yeah, a cool, clean swimming pool. That's where I'd poop. And then I thought about, like, several weeks in and be right. like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so it's it's a little it's a little like that, The some of the premises that they set up in the, in Zombieland Double Tap. Um, yeah, I mean, there there's lots of parody zombie movies now, and they're all really good, mm-hmm. because to me... The comedy zombie movies are much more interesting than just zombie movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, I mean, at this point, they certainly are. It's been done to death. Yeah. So, yeah. My score for this is eight out of ten. I just had a blast. Yeah, I wouldn't go that high. I would go. I mean, for me, it's like a high six. Really? Yeah. Wow. What brings it down so much? You were laughing. I saw, I looked over. I saw you just sitting there laughing, having a good time. I mean, the movie... Has, so the performances are great, and the delivery of some of the lines are great. There's some of the script and some of the situations just had me rolling my eyes or looking at my watch. Oh, it's super tacked on. Yeah. yeah. Every, everything is super tacked on. It's not as cohesive. It's, you know... Uh, yeah, this it's not is... a it's not a necessary film to watch. Like if you liked Zombieland, sure, it's a little bit more of that. But you, it's not like if you like Zombieland, you have to see this one. I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. That's the same thing as saying like it's not it's not necessary to watch. Is like saying, you know, you don't gotta go see this Slayer concert or whatever it is. You know, of course you don't have to, but it's a fucking blast when you do. You know. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. It just didn't do it here's my, for me as much. Here's my guess. Uh, but I, I, I do feel like you're being fairly sincere. Um, almost 100% sincere. But I think this last little sliver is is pretension. Is is like you being like, it's not like, it's not serious. No, it, I don't care if it's not serious. It's okay. just the, some of the pacing was... So uh, one of the biggest detriments hmm. to it is... The beginning takes a while to get yeah, to get rolling. That is like I'll, they, I'll grant you that. It, 
it was worrisome. The first 10, 15 minutes, I was like, uh-oh. See, but... And that's, this could be... If it's like this, it's not going to be great. Cause, you, you mentioned that coming out of the theater, and I, and I had such a, a, a totally opposite reaction when you said that. I was like, that's all the stuff that I'm most interested in. Like what you would do in a zombie hellscape, you know, like, and, uh, and so I was sitting there through the start being like, I hope this goes on. I hope it's just kind of a, an episode of friends with zombies. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fine. It's just nothing, nothing is actually happening. Right. Like there's, it's all like, Hey, you wonder what we've done since the last movie? And I answer in my head, no, (laughs) I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't, I don't care how you got here. Or how you just show me, you know, like, just don't, don't tell me, show me through the actions of the characters. And they kind of set up, they like take a bunch of time to say like, Hey, look, there's different kinds of zombies now. They've evolved. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. I mean, you can, yeah, yeah, and then you they... don't, you don't need to like start out the movie at this like grinding pace of just like <laughs> trying to, I, I mean, yeah. it just didn't work. F- I, yeah. I remember the first zombie land starting out like real quick set the premise and you were like off and it was a roller coaster from then and and this one started off slow and then it started picking up steam i'm like okay i can get on board this is this is starting to get fun again especially when they add madison Mm -hmm. into it she's the best part of it and then throughout the movie there's a couple there's a couple like stretches where it's kind of grinds to a halt you're like deep lulls like we're what are we doing here? Like, what was the, what was the purpose of this? And there's not like the connective tissue wasn't as strong and the, the motivations for the characters were, were felt tacked on. It's like, Oh, we got to go. Oh, someone's missing. We got to go find them. Now. Yeah. There's a, there's a quite a few scenes that are just, that are literally just there as vehicles to accomplish a cool gunfight or yes. to showcase a Gatling gun or. Yeah. So for example, I mean, and I'm fine with that too. Yeah. But for, for example, if you're going to build a movie off the framework of a plot or a problem mm-hmm. to address, like just be consistent with it or come up with an idea that will last the whole movie. Yeah. So for, for example, Emma Stone and Abigail Breslin leave the the the, the other White two. House, and they don't seem quick to go find them. No, they're like, okay, well, I guess they're gone then. And then Emma Stone comes back, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, we gotta find my sister. Yeah, it's like, but what? I mean, you didn't care before. <laughs> well, so it kicks it. What it does is, I mean, they do explain that, which is Woody Harrelson feels fatherly instincts towards Little Rock. And uh, and he learns that she, she's with a hippie, yeah. and and he cannot stand that. Yeah, it's fine, but it's so obviously <laughs> a device. Like when when I can see, <clears throat> it's like when you're in a haunted house ride, and like one of the the strobe lights go off, yeah. and you see down the hallway, you see some of the mechanism of yeah. the a ghost that pops out at you, yeah. like the little metal yeah. expanding arm. You're like, okay. That's it takes it kind the of romance. Yeah, out of it. it's just you see like the edges or you see someone's some worker walking around. You're like, OK, I know it, I know how this works now. How dare you condescend to me? Tell me what I like, Bryce. So there's there's a couple points where it's like, OK, they're going to find Abigail Breslin's character 
but then also they want to go to Graceland because they think that's where she's going. But why would they think she's going there? But she did. <laughs> but she did. Yeah, I don't know. I think this is weird double double edged game of cat and mouse where it's like, OK, yeah, it just I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. It's fun. I, you know, it's a fun movie. It's just it doesn't work doesn't as much tickle for your, me. Tickle Does your not, nickel tickle my pickle so i mean aaron really wanted to see this movie and i could have seen it on friday yeah but i didn't want it's maybe that's like another indicator that if it was so fun if it was an eight i would want to see it the next day with someone else i can't fathom wanting to see any movie a second time i cannot fathom it oh man i there's movies that i like if if i saw the witch and I wanted someone else to see it. I would go see with him now that, the next day. Yes, that is that is a rare circumstance where yeah. So that's like level eight, nine, ten for me is is I want to force people to see this because it's so good. They I, they need to see this. And I, I recommend I recommend that anybody looking for a good time go see this movie. Yeah, um, it's not bad. Okay, but it's not, all right. All you right. got your six. Jesus Christ. Um, so with that, guys, um, you should check us out on Patreon. We have new tiers on Patreon where um, there's a value tier that's just two bucks a month and you get to support the podcast. And uh, and then there's tiers all the ranging all the way up to, you know, I mean, really, you can donate however much yeah. you want. $666, we would appreciate it. So we'll let you explore what the different tiers offer. But here here's a couple perks that you can unlock if you become a patron um, you can unlock the calendar for future episodes if you want to watch the movies that we're going to be watching reviewing in advance yeah uh, we also have after pods where we keep the the mics rolling yeah we have a whole nother podcast yeah. um, available to patreon members at a certain tier I'm, I'm not exactly sure i think it's the five dollar tier mm-hmm. um that that is on top of this podcast. Yeah. And also for some tiers, we release the episode as soon as we have it edited. So you'll get access to new episodes a couple days early. Yeah. Either, either like Saturday, Sunday or early in the week usually, but we're not, you know, we're not making any strong promises. Yeah. Also, um, if you'd like to support the show, you can head on over to shutter. It is the season of Halloween. I don't know if you're, uh, if you, if you knew this, but uh, but it is, and and Shutter has tons and tons of streaming horror for you to watch. And if you just enter HMT at checkout, you get thirty days free, so you can cover the rest of October. Watch tons and tons of horror, like uh, old slasher classics like Chopping Mall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they got a lot of classic B movie oh, slashers man. that are a lot of fun tons of fun. but a lot of uh nice art house horror movies um lots of italian giallo movies they've got halloween four five four, and the, one the original yeah. yeah um they don't have 
two, Texas Chainsaw. It's Texas all Chainsaw there. Massacre. There's just a ton of stuff. So enter HMT and ch- at checkout and get thirty days free instead of that stupid seven day that we hate so much. You can also support the podcast by buying or renting anything on Amazon. If you just go to our website and click through our banner at the top, it says buy, spend on Amazon. And uh, if you just bookmark that every time that you go through that link, you will help support the show. And then one very special call to action that you'll find on the website is the most important call to action this season. People. You'll see a big jack-o'-lantern image and a link underneath inviting you to enter our pumpkin carving contest. We have a pump. We have a submission. We have one submission. So it's getting like now's your chance. It's getting close enough to Halloween that you should be carving a pumpkin. So please enter our pumpkin carving contest because if you win, you'll get a set of Funko Pop dolls of the three witches from Hocus Pocus. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and remember, one of those is Sarah Jessica Parker. So, uh, you know, you can do with that uh, bobblehead whatever you I wonder how many like. people have masturbated to a pop doll. Oh, man. Yeah, actually, probably at least four thousand. I mean, it's not, it's not zero. At least four thousand. At least four thousand. These are like kind of hot. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I don't see them here. I don't see them around. But I've looked at pictures of them for a yeah. while. And so I'm... spice it up. Enter our <laughs> pumpkin carving <laughs> contest to, to enter to win. So yeah, if you if you win first place, you'll get. The set of three Hocus Pocus dolls. If you get second place, we'll give you a download of Hocus Pocus by Focus. Yeah. And if you get third place, you get nothing. You're fired. Hey, guys, just real quick audible here. Uh, forgot to mention, do check out dgobel.00. That zero zero, that's D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 zero zero on Instagram. Uh, because he's doing the original artwork for all of our posts right now. So check him out. Super cool stuff. I loved his which one. I haven't seen what's coming up on Zombieland, but I'm sure it'll be great. So shout out to D. Gobel. That's Dustin at uh, D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram. He's got you covered for any of your artistic horror needs. Back to the show. So, uh, so with that, let's get into spoilers. 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 Wow, I got us some beefy, beefy toots going God on. Damn. So this whole movie, while we we're watching it, <laughs> I was smelling these rank ass farts and i'm like oh man is it it's just slowly wafting you can you can just imagine a fog like slowly creeping around you yeah mm-hmm. and i was like man is someone behind me or in front of me beefing and i was like it was so prevalent the stench prevalent that i started wondering if it was me <laughs> I made Bryce question was, his question his own hygiene with my farts. Yes, because it was <laughs> just there all the time, and it's like, did I just not wash my ass well enough? Did, did I like 
shift and it unreleased like some fold of stench <laughs> into the air and i'm just it's 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 that kind of crazy inducing stench where it's like <laughs> what is that smell so after the movie he's like were you were you farting i was like could you smell those He's like, it was unending. It was never, never ending stench. At this point, I should just be able to recognize his farts. It's, uh, let me tell you. It's like a fucking hot box in here. I did. <laughs> I didn't, uh, I didn't smell a thing. I was like, I tried the first one. I was like, okay, oh, okay, pretty good. okay, we're pretty safe. Good, pretty good. We're safe. I was, we're good. We don't have to worry. Just continue with that. And, uh, now I get why the kid behind me was kicking my chair the whole time. He probably knew it was my toots. <laughs> yeah. It was probably that like AC created a Gulf stream that transported <laughs> your farts right into my nasal cavity. <laughs> so uh, this movie, Jesse Eisenberg is once again, our um, kind of semi narrator. He, he's not, you know, he's, he's not at it all the time, but he's definitely in your yeah. ear for lots a bit. of, lots of voiceovers from him yeah. and the whole framework of the franchise is built on his rules. Yeah. And his like, particular perspective of the zombie apocalypse yeah you guys should check out if you're curious about the zombie land rules i have the full list of rules and some additional ones that double tap has added um on my post on this post for the show at horrormovietalk.com so check it out uh, at the start of the movie, they introduce us to uh, several different kinds of zombies that are classified and then very quickly forgotten, with the exception of one. We have the Homer. Which is a dumb zombie. Yeah, he's just kind of, he's just, you know, he's Homer Simpson kind of. He's, he'd eat his own foot, kind yeah. of. And then you have the Hawking, which we never see again. Yeah. The Homer is the Homer is a staple throughout. Um, we see him a couple, couple times. Uh, the Hawking as you might imagine, is named after Stephen Hawking and is very smart. Mm -hmm. uh, what's the third one? Ninja. So sneaky, sneaky, silent zombies. Yeah. And, and then we never see those uh, ever. Yeah. Why did they take time to set up these zombies if they're if there was never going to be a situation in which they'd use them in the it, film? It's kind of fun. It's like <laughs> it is kind of fun. You can't say it's, it wasn't. Okay. It filled it. It filled three or four minutes. Yeah, <laughs> filled so three weird. and four boring minutes. It's like it's like uh, that rule where if in the beginning of a play there's a gun over the mantle mm -hmm. in the scene, by the end of yeah the second act, that gun needs to have been fired. Right, basically. Right. Yeah, and then finally there is a new strain, a more terrifying strain of zombie, which they term the T-800, as you may remember. For the Terminator. Right, you might remember that reference. And they are almost unstoppable. They're, that's their characteristic. They just just keep on coming at mm -hmm. you till you you destroy him. So this movie did uh, get an unfair boost at the start. It it used heavy weaponry against David uh, and broke out Metallica, Master of Puppets. By the way, this episode, if you're listening to it on YouTube, uh, all of our episodes are available on our YouTube channel, so you can check them out there. But uh, this one is definitely going to be flagged uh, because that whole trailer was just ACDC and other song like uh, oh yeah rap songs yeah. by um by that guy who likes to bark a lot. <laughs> well, we could just take it out. 
Nah, nah. Actually, when they flag it, they give, they give you the option to just take this... out take out the portion that oh yeah that is offending, and uh, I'll just edit it for you. Yeah, maybe, but yeah. I mean, we don't monetize it, so it doesn't even matter. But Master of Puppets was used um, brilliantly in a slow mo montage. Uh, you know, they they even use the lyrics. Like, you know how a lot of movies will like, you know, they'll stop with the instrumental. Uh huh. No, they he they let they let him sing, master, yeah. master, master, and oh man, I just get chills. Think that's like, I mean, that's one of the best songs ever recorded. So, so your your experience with Metallica isn't ruined by your recent concert experience forever. Look, I have very little remaining respect for the the members of metallica um I, but that being said when they were younger they created the most badass shit maybe ever in existence like right and so so gotta, david david went and saw metallica in concert in portland with his wife last year and he reported to me oh, that it was the yeah. most disappointing and sad experience of his life i'm so, especially the part where they got together in a drum circle i spent fucking tons of money to go to to get bad seats to see Metallica in the round and it was fucking off now you're talking to a person this is a person who I have I've listened to Metallica since I was a wee tiny child you know it was one of the f- the first things I ever listened to it formed my my opinions on music and um and they just fucking slaughtered themselves. Like, they just eviscerated every ounce of respect I, I had for them. They had, like, a drum circle with electronic drums. I guess they, they're releasing SNM 2. That's, like, their next thing. I'm kind of curious about that. I don't... Okay, so you say those words. I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about because... Because literally any Metallica release after 1989 is pure dog shit. You didn't like S and M. S and M. I don't. Uh... It's the one with the symphony. No, I know. Yeah, no, that's fine. I guess. I I don't know. I that's I mean, great. yeah. I mean, how could it get more epic? Yeah, sure. That's if it's a re. If it's a if they're doing their good songs, then yeah. But <laughs> that's great. But. They should not. Metallica only should exist today to play pre nineteen eighty nine Metallica songs. That's all I'm going to say. So, mm, all right. And you can disagree with me. That's fine. Everybody has opinions. Just mine are more important. Um. So yeah, the the montage at the beginning really lit it off for me. I loved it. Um. And then and then we cut to the White House, which is filled with everything you want to have. Um fun with like guns and paraphernalia like the bob's big boy and they're clearly using bow and arrows in the house and yeah i don't want to completely rain on the parade but there was a part of here i go there was a part of me that found that distracting to where they're in the white house but they also have like astronaut uniforms from the apollo missions in the background and they've got you know just Various and sundry items from the Smithsonian. Well, it's just right down the street. I, I guess so. The Smithsonian's just right there, really. So. I just, I mean, why wouldn't you, I don't know. It just felt. 
Are you saying you would have rather them taken a trip down to the Smithsonian and <laughs> Smithsonian? I mean, that would have been more interesting. That and then, yeah, you know, if they had opened the movie on them raiding the Smithsonian, that, that would be that would be badass. Way more interesting than, hey guys, remember this movie Zombieland from a decade ago? Let's uh, yeah. get you familiar with the uh, tropes. Because that's where all the stuff they had anyway, was coming from anyway. You know, they had the Hope Diamond. Yeah. That's, that's in the Mismonian. Mismonian. The Mismonian. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then it was kind of just a lull. It was, um, it was like Jesse or Jesse Eisenberg kind of explaining how him and Emma Stone were happily sleeping together yeah i was talking about in the abe lincoln room i'm just talking about this in the car with david that it's just kind of a weird choice to open on when everything's nice yeah everything's very nice and everyone's nice to each other and everything's going great it's it's kind of a i I mean it's it's an okay place to open but if your movie is gonna the majority of it being action like just open in the middle of the action with the main characters, not tacked on action. Did you like, miss the part where I talked about them playing master of puppets to a slow mo montage yeah, of them blowing fine. zombies' sure. brains out? Whatever. I don't know. It just fell flat for me. All right. Now I'm I just, gonna. I just didn't care about the movie until later on. I'm gonna segue here into because okay, so let's. I'm gonna be really like just stone cold honest with the audience here at this point. There's not a lot to talk about with this movie. Other than what I've already said, I mean, there's some, there's some stuff, and we'll get, we'll, we'll try, but I am going to talk about other things because it's, uh, it's, there's not a lot of meat on this bone. It is just a fun time. So why zombies don't work, Bryce? This is, this is why zombies can't, can't really work long term. All right. So Max Brooks, who is Mel Brooks' son wrote um probably like 15 years ago now wrote the uh i, th- I think it was uh, world war z or he did write world war z and he also write wrote the zombie survival guide or something like that um and both of them brilliant looks at at the reality of of what zombies may be if if it did happen and uh and it details the the kind of like the breakdown of the virus and why it'll stop working after time right so so basically it results it's uh what what we're talking about here is the breakdown of biological matter right you got flies you got bacteria you got no new cells are being made in the body and uh you know sinew breaks down over time and just eventually whatever Whatever the virus was working on, the brain, it's just not, it's just going to disintegrate. You know, it's going to be eaten by maggots and stuff like that. And then it's just going to be gone. And depending on, you know, where the zombie ends up, you know, they don't need air to breathe. So a lot of them might just walk into the ocean and end up just kind of just walking around at the bottom of the ocean real slow, you know? So it's like, it doesn't work in this like long three year scenario. And yeah. Yeah, it's one of the things with, the walking dead where it kind of after a certain point you're like yeah but wouldn't all the zombies be dead by now yeah like and, wouldn't all of them be dead and and just yeah from, you can just from rotting or um what was the other thing yeah just just from rotting flesh off the bones to where it's literally would just be skeletons walking around right and because, that can't work because even after like 
two months. A lot is a lot like, is gone. <laughs> if you're if you were to like take a dead body that was decomposing for two months and just jiggle it, everything would just slough off the bones. Right. Like there's nothing that yeah. would survive. This this dead zo- oh, and you know, obviously this is a great segue into into Keith's new blog about, you know, what kind of zombies he likes, um the yeah. ten different kinds. But this dead zombie, I don't think, holds a candle to the 28 Days Later zombie, which is basically a live human that's infected with some, like, ultra strain of rabies, basically. Right. Like, rage. Right. Anyway, so, um, yeah, that's that's kind of a something that I always liked. I mean, you can't you can't watch a zombie movie without kind of, like, theorizing about yeah. what you would do or how it would work. So there's lots of uh, fun uh, fun side games and asides in this movie. There is the Zombie Kill of the Year, or Z-K-O-T-Y, which is a way to showcase, like, the most ridiculous ways to kill zombies. Yeah, and, and that was a great device. Yeah. It's, that that was the stuff where they pulled away. It was kind of Family Guy-esque. Yeah. Of, let's let's jump to this other scene of this other person. It doesn't explain how they knew about... I mean, no, the, the, but, how, how would they know that someone in, in Italy... But it doesn't matter. It was yeah, fun. Yeah, it, it works. Yeah. It was that that stuff worked. Tell them about the one you're talking about. So the <laughs> zombie, this is my favorite. The one. Zombie kill of the year. <laughs> uh, before the end of the movie, it shows a man in Italy <laughs> in Pisa, and he's poses for a photo with a fake like a mannequin family he's like oh my like, family is here oh look at them look at them hey so can tasty. you take our picture and then there's like a group of zombies they're like being zombies they run it the and they run at the man and attack the mannequins and the the man goes behind the leaning tower of pisa with a bottle jack with a jack <laughs> and just tips it over on top of the zombies he tips the leaning tower of pisa over onto three zombies so that that should tell you about how subtle this movie is not very yeah yeah uh, and then of course there's uh columbus's rules um new rules that i was able to catch in this movie because the first movie ended at 32 rules but he added to it he almost doubled it 70 something rules in this movie but of those i think that i think we only got three new original ones maybe four and the uh they are rule 43 enjoy the little things rule 52 don't be afraid to ask for help and rule 53, this is a must, wet naps. So Columbus proposes to Wichita in the White House, and she takes off with Little Rock, and this upsets Tallahassee's kind of fatherly side. But like Bryce said, they don't really they don't really move. They just kind of sit there, and they're kind of content to, to be alone again uh, with each other. And then pretty quickly, they made a new character, Madison, yes. at a mall that they're raiding. And Madison is the best part of this movie. She's a bright, glimmering ray of transcendent light. So it's it's Valley Girl turned up to eleven. Mm-hmm. Pink, you know, fuzzy clothes and you know Gucci pink bags and stuff. Very sex kitten. Yes, attire and and intent. And she's hilarious. She's she's, she's the best part of the movie. Her timing. And the jokes that they have for her are perfect. Yeah. Like, she, this, like, it's so apparent that she is not the character she's playing in the movie. She's a very, very smart person who has <laughs> very, very good acting chops. Like, 
it's but like the character, she is gorgeous. Uh, so that helps. Just devastatingly beautiful. Yeah, she's the 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 be- beloved lapdog wife that Tom Segura speaks of. <laughs> um and the one that the I character. Yeah, the the one that I deserve f- um for my second my second wife. Uh-huh. So, you know, um Zoe uh if you're listening, hey, um, I think you should say it different every time. This pod, just to cover all your bases. This podcaster is just just throwing a baited hook out there. <laughs> just saying, I do have two beautiful daughters that lots of women fawn over. So if if that if that gets you in, you know, don't worry about it, my wife. Um. So yeah, and she says, <laughs> I was. Completely and totally sold on her when she starts when she starts getting frisky with Columbus in the uh, the Abe Lincoln bedroom, and she, and he's like, I don't know if we should do this. She's like, Listen, I've been alone in a in a in a freezer for three years, and we're having sex right now. And he's like, he's like, uh, I just feel kind of guilty about it. And she's like, she's like, Why? If you feel guilty because of Jesus, I, I know a way around that. And then she winks at him, and I'm like, Yeah. Yay! <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, because he's he's still getting over his you know abandonment by his girlfriend right. that he just proposed to, and then when she says, "Listen, I'm gonna have sex, and if you don't want to do it, I'm gonna have to go down to the old guy, yeah, and I'll do it. I will." And he's like, "Okay, all right, all right, let's do it." <laughs> yeah. That that accurately portrays. A dude's thought process, right. which is like, okay, like, all right, yes, fine. Um, so she, yeah, she's a she's a smoke show. Um, Tallahassee at some point in the movie, a little bit later than this, uh, starts his own rule set. He has uh, a, one single rule, and that rule is it takes a real man to drive a pink Cadillac. Well, no, he he comes up with the rule, and then he's like, "Nah, I'm not going to make rules. R- yeah. Rules are for." Wusses. Yeah, his so this is no offense. His arc in this <laughs> his his arc in this movie is basically, I don't want Little Rock hanging around some hippie pacifist bullshit kid, so I got to go get her, and also I got to go see Graceland because I always wanted to see Graceland because I love Elvis, mm-hmm. and that's really as as yep. complex as it gets. Um, they go to Graceland and it's not there. Yeah, they go to Graceland and. Graceland is burned down or something. It's very hard to tell. Yeah, dark. They did not shoot it very well. They it has it. It took them stating out loud, "Graceland is in rubble" for us to even understand what we were looking at. Yeah, because you know, I guess I don't know what Graceland looks like normally, and it was very dark. They should have shown it in the day. I don't know. Anyways, then they go find another house that. It's has like, like a, a bunch of neon that it's like a replica of Graceland. Yeah, it's like a replica or. A tribute. Just like a, a uh, what's it called? A hotel. Like an altar to yeah, Graceland. Yeah, it's like a themed hotel almost. And it's being kept up by a, uh, a woman who becomes Tallahassee's love interest. Um, her name is Nevada, mm-hmm. uh, which is as close as he's going to get to learning about her real name, which ends up being Reno. And she is played by... Yeah, you'll remember her. Um, Rosario Dawson. Yeah. <laughs> Who was it? I think Adam Carolla on his podcast, one of the most hilarious oh, yeah. points was him 
talking about how he was just intimidated by the lip size of of Rosario Dawson. It's like, I, <laughs> all right, well, I'm quoting him, so this is not me being chauvinist, but he's like, like them are dick sucking lips, <laughs> but they're so large and intimidating, like the scale would be off. Like it would make it and <laughs> make it like, you know, it would, it would dwarf the dick. Yeah. It would yeah. just absolutely be intimidating. Well, maybe yours. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. All right. We can cut that out. That didn't work. Yeah. It was funny at the time. Listen to Adam Carolla's show from uh, probably like 10 years ago. Yeah. Back it. when it, back when it made me feel good. Uh, yeah. So, uh, there at Graceland, she introduces the concept of murraying someone, uh, which is which is rather rather funny. You may remember the yeah, cameo the to the first movie, the cameo in the first one uh, with Bill Murray, where they accidentally kill Bill Murray because he's walking around in in zombie makeup and attire, and uh, and he's yeah. So th- so th- this concept of murraying someone is basically killing. A non-zombie thinking they're a zombie by accident. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And while they're at uh, Graceland with Nevada, Luke Wilson, uh, uh, Luke Wilson's character, uh, Albuquerque, and uh, Thomas Middleditch uh, Flagstaff, it, they show up and they're a direct mirror of Woody Harrelson and Jesse yeah, Eisenberg. Th- they basically show the whole thing in the trailer for, yeah. th- for this. And... It's a it's amusing little side and like there's a couple more scenes where Thomas Middleditch and and uh, what's his name? I forget his name. Luke Wilson. No. Um, oh, Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg are talking to each other about their their rules and their prioritization and, and stuff like that and just nerding out with each other. And it's it's kind of funny. And then they make the excellent choice of cutting it short because <laughs> that can only work so long. You wouldn't want to build the movie off of that. So then a zombie attacks and they, those two characters are gone. Those two characters. Yeah. They have to, they have to fight their doppelgangers to, uh, to survive, but they did drop off a, uh, a monster truck, which is featured prominently in this movie. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. And Flagstaff has commandments instead of rules. Um, and they all mirror, Jesse Eisenberg's uh, or uh, Columbus's right. rules. They're just worded a little bit differently. So one of the elements in this movie that we haven't talked about is that um, Tallahassee's car gets stolen by, by little Abigail Rock. Breslin. Yeah. And a lot of this is like they're f- trying to track her down in this really shitty minivan. And... He's not happy about it. Yeah. And then they come across a couple opportunities to switch to another car and stuff happens. And it's it's just a device and <laughs> it's, you know, it's kind of funny. But I kept asking myself, like, they had this really sweet RV. They're, like, going to hit the road with this beautiful, like, pimped out RV. And then they run over, like, the spike strips coming yeah. out of the thing they're like oh fuck i guess we better go back to the minivan and i'm sitting there like you can't just find find some other tires just change the tires there's a bunch of unused cars all yeah i was thinking the same thing yeah it's like well first of all and then one of the tires is covered for sure because you have a spare right 
And then, I mean, even the back tires are probably doubled up. Yeah. And then, so, <laughs> so there's that. And then there's the monster truck and he starts driving it and then he can't drive it very well. So they go back to the menu. It just doesn't make sense. It's like, um, it's just look, they, they force, it's they just, force this minivan like uh, bit throughout the whole movie. And that's, that's another example of just like, all right. It's, yeah. I get it. It's funny, but it's not as funny as you think it is. Right. Yeah. It is definitely one of those bits that's like, that looks hilarious on paper, but it ends up just being a disappointment over and over again to not just the characters, to the audience. It's like, right. but I do want to see them in the monster truck, but I do want to see them in the RV. It's like you're punishing us. Um, yeah. So at this point, the story really kind of devolves. So there's, they had to... They, they they understand that Little Rock is is on her way with this hippie guy to a place called Babylon, or as Madison calls it, Babylon. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Babylon is a group of pacifists that have, um, you know, they're Gen uh, Z kids who have like cordoned off a tower, like a, a, a an apartment tower. And uh, and they it actually looks like the Smith Tower in Vancouver. It does. Yeah, it's a round uh, skyscraper uh-huh. kind of. So yeah they they have this place cordoned off, and it's surrounded by like uh, freight, yeah, like a uh, freight containers freight and containers. and uh, and like um, uh, sheet metal. Mm-hmm. And it uh, looks pretty protected. Yeah, and the idea behind this this place is it's a utopia, and they don't allow guns so yeah. they and and for some reason they melt down all the guns that anybody has who is approaching and then they make a peace sign out yeah they make they a wear little, around their necks yeah it's it's dumb but it's funny yeah you know, it's, it's, it works and uh and so little rock is there they show up to to you know to reunite with her they do and then Woody Harrelson kind of realizes that this is not the place for him. He's got to hit the road again because he's a wandering soul. He hits the road and he he notices this massive stampede of T-800 zombies who are running at at the tower because the tower is they're so full of, uh, you know, I don't know what you call their that's prideful i guess to sh- they're lighting off fireworks and stuff like that they're just right. doing the dumbest thing you can do in a zombie up hellscape yeah and so, so then he, he turns around goes back and warns them and then they make plans in the quickest fashion ever. yeah that's the other thing is that oh the planning was so dumb well not just that but so he's driving he can he can still see mm-hmm. the babylon like it's not that far away, right? Like you can still and see the takes, lights. It takes a half hour for the zombies to show up. Yeah, but in reality, you're, you're like, they're, well, they're like a minute away. Yeah, they're running. Yeah, they're running across a field, and Tallahassee has to turn around and go on the roads, which seems like a more roundabout way. Shut up! But then it takes thirty minutes. For oh them to get my there. god, Bryce! They're able to plan and set so, up. So like. So, like, how much of the movie has to make sense for you to be happy? Does it is it fifty percent has to make sense? Because that's setting the bar awfully high. I mean, none I, of I, this movie makes sense. I will say this is all in retrospect. Like, I it, yeah. during watching the movie, I did not think about this. Like, maybe maybe like a little bit because it shows the zombies 
running towards Babylon, you're like, oh, no, yeah. they're going to be there immediately. And then once it goes back to Babylon, you, you forget about that. But to it's your fine. point, nothing. Yeah, it all is fucking poorly. Like it's it's cobbled together. It's just very it's all put in with a tag. Right. I mean, this is whenever you're talking about zombie movies, it's really just a magical world. Yeah. It's like it doesn't doesn't actually make any sense. So if you try to. Well, actually, that zombie was this type, and yeah. it should have been able to do this, and but it did this. Yeah, if like, you're the right. if you're the kind that continuity is is an issue for you, or you just get hung up on the little things, this movie is not for you because this movie is full of this shit, yeah. full of it. It's it's yeah, it's just ridiculous. So there's a big action sequence. I mean, that's that's the thing to be said about this movie is that there is not a lot of horror and and it, None. not not any scares. And you'd think when they set up the zombies, the first thing of like the ninja zombies and the smart zombies, that yeah. there would be an element of Ooh. being chased right. or being like prowled upon or something. Like that's never a part of this movie. It's mm-hmm. literally just a action comedy. Yeah, this is not a this is not a horror movie. I know this is called horror movie talk and we are in and this movie is technically in that genre, but it is not. It's it's not. So there's a couple set pieces to to finish out the movie. Um, you know, a bunch of zombies come flown over the walls and they light them on fire and that doesn't work and then they hey, get the monster truck and run over them and, and run then, over the zombies with the monster truck it's badass yeah it's, it's badass it's, it's fun fucking fun it's but a it's, cool action sequence it's and dumb then, to talk about can you imagine if this if this show was called action movie talk Ugh. <laughs> oh my god we'd be so bored we'd just be like and then this happened and then this happened and then he shot some people and there's explosions Ugh. yeah and then the final scene is like the zombies running up the tower and chasing after Tallahassee. And then they go off the top of the tower, like a bunch of um, lemmings or lemmings. a herd of Buffalo or something like that. Okay. And okay, then, and that's the movie. And at the end of this movie, there is, so there is a Bill Murray. Um, yeah. There's an epilogue epilogue that jumps back in time to when Bill Murray was still alive. And right as the zombie apocalypse was starting to happen. Yeah. And, and in the so that's it the so the credits will start rolling for about probably 20 30 seconds something like that sorry and uh, and then you'll get this epilogue and then the credits will continue to roll following the epilogue uh until they're all the way done and then you get a teeny tiny clip of Bill Murray um pretending to barf like uh, a cat yeah i mean it's it's not worth did, sticking around did for. it work for you that that epilogue was that it's kind worth of, it. No, I mean, no, they never are really, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's only like if you're so bought into a series that, you know, it's Marvel thing, you know, it's yeah. like, oh, what's it going to be at the end of it? It's going to put its thumbs up. Oh, you know, that means it's going to be another one. Oh my God. It's <laughs> like, yeah, I don't care. Like, I never care. <laughs> That's just not me, bro. Yeah. So, um, fun movie, not particularly deep uh but god damn it's uh i it had me smiling the whole way through big guns you know you're smiling smiling because you're smoking out everyone with your ass cheeks. <laughs> like, also madison was cute yeah i loved her it was a fun movie if you want to go to the theater and have a fun time definitely go see it yeah yeah um 
yeah, that's that's pretty much all I have to say about Zombieland. Double ca- ta- double cap. Let's get into our game. Kill count. Hey, thank you very much to the King of All Badgers who created that sound uh, effect uh, intro for us. Mm-hmm. So Kill Count is a game where, you guessed it, we pit two movies. Usually we pit two movies against each other and tr- and uh, try to get the other guy to guess which one has a higher Kill Count. But this is a special edition of Kill Count where I pit villains, horror movie villains, against each other okay. uh, and their respective franchise. Um, so, so for example, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, all of the Nightmare on Elm Streets put together up until the year 2017. So, for example, if Child's Play, or uh, I mean uh, Chucky, is featured in this, he is, then uh, it doesn't include the 2019 uh, reboot uh, kills so in his Michael his Myers doesn't include the reboot 2018. Correct. Okay, because your source wasn't updated. Right. I mean, okay. well, I mean, what am I going to do? Am I going to watch a fucking million movies and count how many? No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, okay, find let's, out. Let's do it. Okay. So the first pairing is Freddy Krueger, as I mentioned before, uh, versus Chucky. Who do you think has the higher kill count? That that has to be Chucky. Wow. Why is that? Because I feel like maybe... I mean, I haven't seen a lot of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, but the ones that I do know about, it feels like he's haunting a small group of kids. Yeah, yeah. And there's some collateral, but I remember just comparing Nightmare on Elm Street to any other movie nightmare on elm street the original had like five kills okay yeah and yeah he's not after everyone it's not like people who get in his way mm-hmm. it's he's very specifically targeted and chucky is much more haphazard going rogue yeah so i'm gonna say chucky yeah you are correct so we have chucky with 45 kills and freddy Krueger kruger with 42 oh wow that's really close yeah so next, I'm pitting uh, Pinhead from Hellraiser against Warwick Davis, the Leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna say Warwick Davis. Oh the shit! Leprechaun. What is making you say that? Well, it's a, to go with the logic from the last answer. Chucky is very small. <laughs> And Leprechaun is also small, so I feel like they can get yeah. around a lot quicker and kill well, more people. I gotta I say, think I, and I, the same thing applies. Like I feel like Pinhead, it's another thing where it's like a couple people that are the targets responsible of, for opening the Pandora's box. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, congratulations! You have two out of two. Woo! Yeah, uh, Pinhead has fifty kills, whereas Leprechaun has fifty-eight. Wow, that's still really close. Yeah, it's really close. I guess that, you know, okay, so really what would be more interesting would be kills per movie. 
like the average kills per movie because Leprechaun has three movies. No, there's a bunch. There's Lep in the Hood. There's Lep in the Hood two. Like there's a bunch. But and Hellraiser same thing. Hellraiser there's like eight, but I think Leprechaun it's like four, three no. or four. No, there's like six or seven. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Wow. Um, well, shows what I know. So next, we're pitting Ghostface from from uh, oh Scream from Scream against Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Ghostface. Yeah, that one's a little hard because there's a yeah. lot of lot of kills in those Scream movies. The Battle of the Faces. Um. Leatherface. Um, I mean, obviously the the first one kind of limited on the amount of kills, but I imagine that the sequels for yeah, two for Texas Chainsaw Massacre go like off the rails. Two goes pretty crazy. I haven't oh, seen. See now you're now you're leading me down the path of where you. Well, but also, and then there's I mean, there's plenty of reboots of TCM. Right, you know, there's the 2003 reboot, and I feel like there's another. So there's one. four screams, and at least I think there's more screams than that. There's only four screams. I think there's only four. How many scream movies are there? All right, I'm gonna say Leatherface. You're gonna say Leatherface? You're right. There are only four scream movies. That's impressive. Um, so you're saying Leatherface? I'm sorry. That's your, that's your, the first, the first miss. So we have, uh, Ghostface with 34 kills. We have Leatherface with 31. Pretty yeah. close again. Wow. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta pair them up. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, now we got Jaws, the shark from Jaws, <laughs> versus Death, the, uh, the bad guy in the Final Destination movies. Oh. Um, gosh, I haven't seen many of the Jaws sequels. Now we have five. We do have five um, comparisons, so you got to get three out of five. And so far, you're at two. You still got one more question after this. I already forgot Jaws and who? Jaws, the shark from Jaws, versus Death from the Final Destination movies. Uh, I'm gonna say Death. Yeah, this is actually the biggest spread of all. By a wide margin. Because the whole premise of the Final Destima- Des- Destination movies are interesting kills. Yeah, yeah. No, and no, if no, you're no, not no. doing it every couple minutes, mm-hmm. then the purpose of your film. Well, you are correct. Congratulations, Bryce. You have won the game, and you still have one more question left. So what was the spread on those two? Yeah, so we have a spread of 23. Jaws had 22 kills, and Death has 45 so I mean, technically, death would have all the kills in all the movies, right? Ye- okay, well, but let's just calm down. All right. Like with that. All right, last one. Um, so now we got our heavy hitters league. We got Michael Myers from Halloween versus Jason. Uh, Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th. Who do you think has more kills? The answer may shock and titillate you. Uh, I'm going to say Jason. Just because Ooh. Michael Myers moves so much slower, mm. 
that there's less kills per minute just in general for Michael. Well, I'll tell you who killed this game. It's you, buddy, because bing, 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 bing. Yes, Jason has quite a few more kills than Michael Myers, but both of them have racked up almost more than it. All the others combined. Yeah. Uh, Michael Myers has 129 kills, whereas Jason Voorhees has 158. I'll tell you what. I started. I watched the the Halloween sequels this month. So I've I've done the only one I haven't seen is well I haven't seen a lot of them still, but I've seen of the original of the five, original several. So six. I did I did I saw one two four and five. Um, and I get it now. Like, all right, it's, it goes off into crazy, like goofy, crazy kills Mm. pretty quickly Okay, in four and five. And you're like, okay. So the part where I turned the corner was Michael wakes from, you know, (laughs) from his coma from number two in, in, in Michael Myers four, because it. Sorry, in Halloween 4, because it skips a movie. And he kills a guy by grabbing his head and crushing it. And you would think putting his thumb through the eyes of the skull would be the would be Where the go-to. Go. Yeah. But no, he puts his thumb through the skull, like his forehead. It's like right in the center, like where an Indian would put a dot. You've never, you've never done that? Just... Just that concept is so ridiculous, yeah, that, and and shocking. I'm like, okay, I get it. It's he's just he's unstoppable, yeah, and he's it's like su- goes into a supernatural area. We do have a recent blog about this uh, that uh, that that pits um, that pits Jason versus. Uh, Michael Myers, so you guys should check that out. Yeah, it's a really good blog, Halloween versus Friday the 13th, and it it rates Jason and Michael Myers based on creep factor, um, creativity and kills, and some other stuff. It's really good. Go check it out on our blog. Yeah, that blog is by Nikki, so thank you, Nikki, for writing that blog. We're looking forward to, uh, to more blogs from her. So with that, that's our show for today. Thank you guys for sticking around. We sure do appreciate it. Make sure to head to our website, HorrorMovieTalk.com, and enter your pumpkin, no matter how poorly carved. (laughs) Trust us. (laughs) Trust us. Enter your pumpkin into our pumpkin carving contest. We will share all pictures on our social media, and you'll get a shout out, unless you're too embarrassed by your shitty carving, or you're too, like, embarrassed, you know, to be shouted out. Now, listen, we have one entry, and so when we have two prizes, so you're guaranteed to win if you just enter yourself. At right now. Right now. So go ahead, enter the pumpkin carving contest. We do have a, a set of three Funko Pop bobblehead dolls from Hocus Pocus and also the song Hocus Pocus by Focus. Make sure to share this podcast with a friend. It's the only way we can grow, and we sure do appreciate it when you do that. Head on over to iTunes to rate us and subscribe. You know, subscribe wherever you listen. 
support the show by clicking through the links at the top of the banner of uh, all the pages on our site, horrormovietalk.com. You can uh, you can shop through Amazon, our Amazon link, support the show that way. And you can also become a patron and have access to what we're about to record right now, the Afterpod, which is a site at this point of a very sizable podcast in and of itself where Bryce and I talk uh, talk about life outside of podcastville and, and behind the scenes stuff and behind just, the scenes stuff just everything that we normally talk about after the show yeah lots of gossip um a lot of lot of gossip so go ahead and uh, and support us any way you can we sure do appreciate it um and make sure to watch the lighthouse for next week and with that we love you very much bye 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 Ah, the French.